You're listening to Fanholes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Hi, may I take your order? <sighs> Finally! I've been on hold for 20 minutes. The internet at Highland High is down. This is Principal McVickers. I need you to get things up quick, cause these crazy kids uh, are saying they need to listen to Fanhole's podcast. <laughs> I understand your frustration. <laughs> um, did you unplug your computer, sir? Uh, what the hell does that have to do with the internet? <laughs> do you have any matches? <laughs> Try setting it on fire. Uh, that doesn't work. You know, kick it. Kick it. Kick the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting installment of Fanholes, the podcast. I'm uh, joined by Mike and Justin here. We're going to be covering some some interesting and delightful topics for you this week. Uh, In the realm of comic books, we're going to be talking about our favorite superhero costume and the worst superhero costume that we've encountered in our readings and uh, exposure to various costume crime fighters over the years. We're going to be also discussing the uh, MTV revival of Beavis and Butthead, pretty fun and uh, interesting series. And to finish off, we're just going to go a little different here. This was suggested by Tony Jackson, who uh, I guess hopefully will be with us here in spirit, but he's not going to be here tonight. But we're going to be talking about our favorite web-based series. So, like, those kind of series that you like to get into online. Uh, you know, I guess some of us here produce some of them. Obviously, Fan Holes may be your favorite web-based series. We'd like it if it was. You know, Justin has his retrovirus, and I've got my history of comics on film. So those are also web-based series. But, you know, we like to kick back and watch web-based series, too. You know, some of them may have inspired us, and some of them just might be, you know, good old-fashioned, you know, entertainment for us. So we'll we'll talk about some of our favorites in regards to there. But, uh, so, obviously, uh, I'm uh, Derek, Derek WC. You know, I'm doing the hosting gig tonight, and uh, joining me tonight is... Hi, it's Mike. And this is Grimlock. Parker, how on earth did you get in the middle of Manhattan, hanging upside down in a costume you've never seen before? Over there, it's Spider-Man. 
sure doesn't look like him. Who else can it be? He changed his costume. Okay, so uh, I guess first off, we're just going to do uh, comic books, and we're talking about, you know, our favorite superhero costumes and uh, what is uh, the worst superhero costume uh, that, that we can think of. So, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll just do myself first because uh, during the night so I can get that out of the way and then we can focus on uh, you two guys. But uh, for, for me, uh, when I thought about it, I, you know, I know I, I rag on him way too much, but I, I couldn't think of anybody else but Jack of Hearts <laughs> for the worst fucking superhero costume ever. I mean, you know, Brian always asks me, like, why don't you like the Jack of Hearts? And I'm like, you know, he's got the fruity little heart on his eye, and, you know. And, and then it always reminded me of, like, a costume that, like, Joe Quesada would design. You know, like, uh, how, like, Azrael, it's like, it's like they design costumes purposely that only they can fucking draw, but, like, when, you know, somebody else has to draw it, they're like, geez, that's a lot of work for one fucking, you know, superhero pose, you know, or whatever. It's like, he's like, I could draw 40 Batmans in a row, but it's like, you know, you got to draw 40 Azrael's in a row and you get all grumpy with it. And Jack of Hearts always felt that way. Like, like I remember Ron Lim tried to streamline it so he didn't have all that kind of fruity, you know, I, I don't know what you call it. Like, it's not chain mail, but, you know, he had all that kind of embroidery into his outfit, you know? And I could see that just being a chore for any penciler to have to draw. And I remember, uh, you know, Ron Lim at some point tried to streamline it where it was like more a kind of like a night tunic or whatever, like in the Silver Surfer. And to me, I was just like, oh, dude, he's so tired of drawing that fruity, you know, embroidery. And, and you know, he still had the fruity heart on his eye, but, you know, whatever. But anyway, like, you know, that that uh that character first appeared in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 22 and, you know, Dios Mios, he was a villain to uh the White Tiger. Um but eventually I think he appeared later in in Hulk and after that point he was kind of more of a, a heroic type character, but you know, I always kind of thought that he had a kind of, you know, a fruity looking costume. And I was, you know, that, that was kind of the, the impetus for me to kind of, you know, I remember getting that Jack of Hearts miniseries, you know, the four issue miniseries and just looking at it going, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, like what, what's his deal? You know, like I, I kind of, you know, I still love comics and I, of course I read them all, but I, I was always kind of like, I was never, I guess that's something that I, I anti imprinted on or whatever, you know, it's like, it was one of the earliest you know, comic books and a stack of comics that was given to me by my aunt, um, you know, a long time ago in the mail. But it was one of those things I sort of, you know, I bizarro imprinted on. It's like, yeah, I talk about Jack of Hearts all the time, but because I think he's a mort, you know, so. You you were like Data in Star Trek Genesis. You were like, I hate this. It is revolting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, more, please. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so so that that's kind of the worst thing I can think of. I think for favorite, uh, just because I, I've dressed up, as him for a Halloween once uh, in in fifth grade, I think it was, and and that I think the costume is really great is uh, the the black costume or the the alien costume for Spider Man. Um, I've always been a big fan of that uh, costume. You know, it's kind of simple and elegant and sleek, and you know, not the not the you know I guess Raimi movie version of it where it's like you know his Spider Man costume, but all kind of charcoal or whatever. But like you know the kind of streak. Uh, streak, the sleek kind of streamlined design where they just kind of ripped off the, the new, you know, Spider-Woman design from Secret Wars and kind of applied it to Spider-Man, but I, I've always kind of dug that. Like, I guess I guess it was one of the earliest 
you know, Spider-Man action figures I ever owned and the Marvel superhero Secret Wars toy line. And I just always kind of, you know, liked that costume. And, you know, obviously, like I said, I dressed up for Spider-Man as Halloween. So, like, I got a, uh, you know, probably it was like a kind of like a sweatshirt or whatever. And we kind of outlined the design of the spider. And then we kind of painted on the white spider and everything. And so that was kind of the 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 main base of that costume and then I got little black gloves and a little ski mask and everything so I could be Spider-Man, you know, stuff like that. So those are my my favorites, you know, like my or I guess my favorite costume and my worst superhero costume. But uh what about you Justin? Like what's something that's your you know, worst and favorite type costumes? For favorite, I picked Superman. Like, you know, pretty simple. It's just a very you know, it's probably one of the most easily recognized costumes that's out there. You know, anybody, even if you're not even in the comics, you can tell, like, oh, this is Superman. Maybe the big S is a sign, I don't know, but it's a very simple and a very elegant design. And, you know, it's evolved a little bit over the years, and then they've done some weird things like making him electric and therefore changing the costume. That that was kind of weird, but, you know, for me, like, nothing tops the classic Superman costume. Like an honorable mention, I would probably throw it out to DC Captain Marvel. Uh, again, just another like recognizable and classic costume with you know, it has a lot of different design elements, but I always liked it. Holy moly! Is this all for me, Mr. Kent? Since you ate two breakfasts yesterday, I thought I'd better order you three today. For worst, for the absolute worst, I picked. And he, he's a member of Justice Society, and I, I've always hated this costume because I thought it was so horrible. But I picked Sandy Hawkins, his original costume when you know when the Justice Society was brought back. His costume was basically just these giant goggles, a baseball hat, some kind of like mouth guard, and then just like a green kind of suit with some guns and. I don't know, it just seemed like he was more like Sportsmaster, some kind of like weird Casey Jones vigilante or something. It just didn't seem yeah, didn't, heroic. Didn't didn't seem like Sandman to you or whatever type thing, or, or even Sandy. Yeah, I mean, his, you know, Golden Age costume would have been better, just, you know, like two-tone colored costume or something would have been a lot better. But, you know, eventually he was able to take up the mantle of Sandman and have a, a costume that was, you know, on the same level as classic Sam, and so, so at least there's that. But yeah, that that costume always stuck out as uh, a sore thumb to me whenever I was reading Justice Society back in the day. And for an honorable mention, or I guess dishonorable mention, I also had down jacket hearts, but I also hate um, the Jessica Drew Spider Woman costume. I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not okay. a big fan of the character either, but I just I don't know that costume they. It, it screamed 70s in the 70s when they created it, and it still screams scream 70s today to me. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that. There's nothing about it that, like, aside from maybe, like, the armpit webs that, like, says spider to me, really. Yeah, it is kind of odd. Odd-looking, I guess. I You know, I've, I've, I guess I've never been a big fan of Spider-Woman myself, so I could see why that would be kind of like a, a good dishonorable mention. For for Superman, like, how do you feel about, like, some of the, I know you talked about, like, the electric, you know, or red and blue or those type of variations, but how, how do you feel about the, uh, I guess, the, the current Kryptonian suit or the, 
the whole t-shirt and jeans look like are you are you into the reboot looks do you wish they would kind of go back to what is kind of the de facto standard superhero suit for him or i wish they would go back to something more along the classic lines i i wasn't a big fan of t-shirt and jeans superman i mean i i guess it makes sense you know story-wise they kind of make it make sense but i'm still not a fan of that they just he just looks like some little punk kid running around pretending to be Superman to me. Um, I think I think I was okay with it until they gave him the white T-shirt because then for some reason I kept thinking of uh, like I guess I call it like Britney Spears Bruce Tim Supergirl from the <laughs> the animated series or whatever you know like and whenever Superman wore the the S symbol with the white T-shirt I kept thinking like he raided his cousin's closet or something <laughs> you know but that's just you know other than that I guess I didn't I didn't mind the blue T-shirt that much with jeans but the the white one for some reason I was kind of like. I don't know why. I was just kind of like it started reminding me of like Supergirl. I, I'm not a big fan of the. I think they've called it the Kryptonian armor version that he right, wears now. Right. Like I, I don't really care for that. I mean he he's Superman. He doesn't need armor. I mean maybe normal Kryptonians without powers needed armor, but Superman doesn't need armor. I mean come on. I did not spend 5,000 years traveling across the infinite void of space to be thwarted by some man-child. Will a Superman do then? Then I guess we're moving on to uh, Mike on uh, favorite superhero costumes and, and worst superhero costumes. So what do you what do you got for us, Mike? Um, Secret Brothers with you. I was my number one favorite would probably have to be the black like alien costume that Spider-Man wore. I'm a big fan of like simplicity and you know it pretty much you know says everything it needs to say about like you know anything. Just you know it's completely black. He's got the eyes and he's got a big spider on his chest. I mean, it's it's he can't get more simple than that. And you know it it just looks badass. And you know it must it must be pretty easy to draw too. So you know it, it's funk stylish and uh, functional for like the artist, I'd say. Yeah, I guess I guess it depends on like what kind of style you go for too. But it, it, I always liked it when you know people got to draw the anatomy and everything with the the musculature and kind of use the the blues as the highlights and everything. But like I guess you could easily do the the kind of you know Mike Bignola, you know, just all black. You know, with the little kind of white, uh, you know, symbol and the two eye slits, and then that would be it. You know, but and let, lest uh, we forget the back of hand little white. Yeah, yeah, the back, the back of hand white symbols as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that that'd probably be my number one favorite. I mean, it's hard to make that costume like look bad. Like, it, like it's it's pretty much down to the artist if it looks like bad. Like, well, I did I did once try to you know customize my my Marvel superhero Secret Wars toy when when I you know discovered about Venom in the comic books because there was no Venom toy at the time and oh, so right. what I did was I took you know like a mailing label like a white sticky mailing label and I drew a little Cheshire cat smiley face on it you know and I cut it out with scissors and then I taped it on to the uh black, you know, Spider-Man's <laughs> mask or what have you. So then, then he was running around with, you know, paper, mailing label, smiley face, you know, and then to me I was like, oh, that's Venom now. You know, that was my that was my awesome customization at like the age of, you know, I don't know, whatever it was, like 12 or 13 or something. I getcha. 
I also I also like I I like anything with like I like I like capes like on like a sort of like you know uh, Batman type guy like I, I think it adds like something like you know dark or a wingspan or you know it just it's just cool and like despite how non-functional they probably would be and or like even like hoods and stuff i think look cool on certain people like moon knight or whoever because it just it kind of adds to their image but yeah i'd have to say though for worst though as soon as i saw worst jack of hearts popped into my head like as soon as i read that <laughs> it was like okay yeah that's yeah, probably that's a probably... default but you know the, we rag on the poor guy so much i'll just you know kind of back off him but i i a lot of stuff from the 90s is pretty awful like any any like caps armored costume like hawkeye's <laughs> armored costume like all those like armored costumes where they just added, you know, Batman's Azrael costume, you know, uh, and anything where they just added extra, you know, tonnage to the to the hero, pretty much. My God! What are you doing here, Wayne? Look at you. Look at what you've become. A monster. The bat suit's new. Looks like every joint is servo-assisted. The gloves fire little bat-shaped blades, and the claws are razor-sharp. But that can't be a flamethrower nozzle. Or can it? You have a valid reason for coming here? I do now. It seemed, like, unnecessary and too bulky, and I don't know. I guess that's what was in, but it just looked stupid. Uh, I hated, like, Thor's 90s costume with the, like, chain at the end of his hammer and stuff. And I think uh, he had that he had that weird headpiece that was just kind of like a sort of, like, gambit headpiece almost. Oh, oh yeah, yeah kind of like a, a prophet headpiece. Yeah. Almost, I, say. I don't know what those are, but those, like, log turds that, like, <laughs> are, like, fake sideburns on the side of your head. But, like, Thor kind of had them... Like in black, I guess, or whatever, right? Because it was, it was, it was super cool, I guess. I don't know what it was, but yeah. Another truly terrible costume from Hawkeye is his like seventies like headband and short skirt costume. <laughs> that one is terrible, yeah. just awful. Sorry about those arrows I shot at you back there. Get real, as if you could hit me wearing that Robin Hood getup. And that's there's probably a lot more, but those are probably the ones that stand out to me. What about oh. what about some of those '90s crossing era Avengers costumes? What do you think of those? <laughs> yeah, those are. Well, some of those aren't too bad. Like I like like Scarlet Witches, and like, uh, um, man, maybe okay, maybe a lot of them are bad, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was just gonna say, like anybody who doesn't have a bomber jacket's all right with me. <laughs> Like, you know, like, like Vision and Quicksilver, like, I kind of like those variants of their outfits, yeah, like, aren't... I, or, or at least I don't have anything against them, you know? I lo- oh, yeah, like, Crystal's new, like, they added more white into her costume, sort of, and then gave her a bomber jacket, but, you know, or it's like, you know, when, when they just kind of, like, I don't know, it's kind of weird once they get out of those costumes and they want to, like, sort of put them back into a classic costume, but then they sort of don't want to go all the way. Like, like they give Black Knight just his helmet, but then he just wears, like, regular clothes. <laughs> like, it's yeah. kind of, like, weird. 
or like even like Wonder Man, like when he showed up in like the Children's Crusade, he just had like jeans on, but like a W shirt. So it's kind of like it's like we can't, we don't want to give him his classic costume, but we don't want to not give him his classic costume. So it's like kind of half and half. This is Wonder Man, casual, relaxed, going to the bar, going clubbing. Well, at least he wasn't wearing. That's another terrible one. He wasn't wearing the red like leisure suit. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not a fan of that either, but. I think I think we said like in our Avengers cast. I think Brian said it. It's like poor Wonder Man's like never had a super like cool costume at all. Like really. Yeah, but yeah. Then then you mentioned like the the I guess the energy design of him is is pretty cool yeah, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I think that's about it. Cool. Yeah. So I guess I guess you, you've heard it first from uh, from three of five fan holes on what some of their favorite superhero costumes and worst superhero costumes. Uh, you know, it looks like uh, Jack of Hearts is uh, almost a unanimous type thing. And uh, we got a lot of love for the black costume Spider-Man, alien costume Spider-Man. And uh, so I guess we're just going to move on. Bam! Sorry, sorry. I will fight for you till your heart stops beating. And then I will still love you. And then I will keep loving you. How come everybody whispers in these movies? Yeah, they're probably embarrassed. What do you think? Shut up! No, sorry. Hey, Beavis, check this out. I will fight for you until your heart stops beating. Can I have some of your popcorn? Oh my god, I said shut up! Hey, we want our money back. Butthole. Yeah, yeah, you snuck in. Uh, oh yeah. There was a big, well, I guess it, it was pretty big a deal. Like it was announced at San Diego Comic Con and stuff. But there was a, a revival of of Beavis and Butthead on MTV, and uh, it started like late in October 2011, and it ran till about I guess there was about 13 or so episodes, and or and it ran till you know about mid December or whatever. And so, you know, I caught a couple of these on MTV. I think Justin did, too. And uh, I ended up buying the Blu-ray set to watch the rest of them. Because I, I guess, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, I watched a couple of them, and I forgot how much these two idiots, you know, could make me laugh, you know? Like, I mean, it was just, you know, I guess if I had a, a rough day or whatever, you know, and I'd kind of either it'd be on the, the DVR or, you know, I'd pop in that Blu-ray, you know? And I'd start watching these guys, and, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty hilarious, you know, and, and it had been a long time since I'd watched any, you know, Beavis and Butthead, and it was, it was cool, because, you, you, you know, some people might think, oh, it's kind of a little dated, or what what have you, or whatnot, and, you know, maybe it's a generational thing, because I kind of feel like I grew up with them and everything, you know, they kind of, yeah. you know, got really big in the, in the mid-90s, and, and that was probably... You know, the early to mid-90s is probably, you know, my teenage years where I was watching MTV the most, probably ad nauseum, you know, 24-7. And so those guys were a big part of that era of MTV. And, you know, so so I guess we just wanted to kind of discuss the, the, the sort of revival of the Beavis and Butthead TV series and, you know, kind of maybe what some of our favorite new episodes were and, and kind of what we thought about it and everything. But I'll, I'll just go ahead and ask Justin, because I know he watched some of the episodes. You know, what, what 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 did you think of the new season? Like, are you super stoked about it? Did you did you find them amusing like I did? You know, were you, were you happy about the, the, the new, like, reality TV shows getting torn apart? Because I know you're not a big fan of those. 
Yeah, this is one of the few things that I enjoyed growing up and really thought was cool and that I can go back to now as an adult. I'm like, man, this is this is still funny. Like, you know, some stuff like a lot of Kevin Smith stuff that I was really into when I was a teenager, like I go back and look at now, I'm just like, why why did I think that was funny? Like, why was I so into this? But but anyway, yeah, like I love the whole season. Like I thought every episode was really great. And yeah, I'm, I was so glad they decided to like take aim at all those horrible, terrible reality shows that MTV like forces down your throat if you know if you want to watch that channel. I guess like I don't. Yeah, it's so weird that that they have like I think that's the first time I ever sat through like any Jersey Shore or anything or Teen Mom or any of those shows. So and man, like you know they just you know it, it's funny because I guess you know it's an MTV show you know, ripping some MTV shows like a whole new asshole, you know, so I was kind of laughing about it. I I just think it's amazing and frightening that people on those reality shows are like, they're, those are real people. Like, that. I'm like, are people really that dumb these days, like, <laughs> acting like that? Like, And I just love that people somebody would point out all these things. It's like, I think you said this once, Derek, you're like, you know, if Beavis and Butthead point out how horrible something is, you know it has to be pretty bad. But Yeah, yeah. Or, like, you know, like, to me, it was always, like, Beavis and Butthead are fun to watch, but, like, you wouldn't want them to come over to your house. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just kind of funny, like, like I think my favorite one was, I, I don't even know what, what show it was. I think it was, like, it was one of those shows where, like, somebody, like, they, they, they follow the kids around or whatever, and, like, you know, it, it must have been, like, cuffed or whatever. Where like they they you know you know find somebody and arrest them or whatever oh, yeah. and so it's like a reality show about that and uh, and they, they get these two you know kids in the back seat and they're just kind of like yeah we was we was partying and we was getting girls and getting drunk and dur, 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 dur. and and you know and so you know Beavis is better to like you got to tell us the best part like how'd you get those girls like where do we get the booze you know like all that kind of stuff but it just kind of cracked me up. I love. I really love the first episode too, and like, it, you know, it, like I thought it was awesome. Like the first segment of the first new episode was them taking aim at Twilight, and you know, I I don't have a very high opinion of any of that stuff. But. It was kind of funny how like they're like, dude, like the way we get chicks is to be like a creature of the undead, you know. <laughs> and then you know when they they run to that homeless guy, yeah. they're like, well, he must be he must be a vampire. Like he looks like something undead. You know, so it's kind of funny that they're, like, all disease-ridden and everything and running around with, like, you know, I, I think they get the guy to bite them and they're biting each other and stuff. So they got, like, all these weird, like, you know, basically they've they've infected themselves with all this stuff and they're running around trying to pick up chicks like, hey, baby, like, we're awesome. Like, we're totally and the, infected. And the girls are like, we got to get these guys to a hospital. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, these, these yeah. chicks are totally digging us, you know. Beavis is like, you know, Oh, he's like halfway dying. He's like, uh, being a werewolf hurts my bones. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. Like, like, like it cracks me up when they get like really, really close, kind of like Golden Boy or whatever, where it's like, you know, they the the one episode where they they think Beavis is like the Messiah or whatever, yeah. and like they were just about to like totally like you know have him as a stud for like the whole like weird like, religious community or whatever it was, and they, like, just missed out on it. So, like, that's pretty funny. Let's get out of here, Beavis. All these chicks want to do is talk about spiritual blessings and stuff. We're never going to 
score here. Yeah, my hands hurt. Cornholio, prophet Butthead. Tomorrow we will engage in the great conception. Uh, the great what? Contraption what? <laughs> yes, tonight the vessels must prepare themselves to receive your essence. Yeah. There will be a... Well, well, uh, the essence must the vessels and the blue. Let's get out of here, Pavis. <laughs> Perhaps it's good that they rest up for tomorrow. Yes. It is very good that the beloved and prophet butthead are so young. They must have great energy to make love to us all tomorrow. What about you, Mike? Did you did you get to watch like some of these episodes? Like, do you have any take on uh, uh, the revival for Beavis and Butthead? Uh, yeah, I watched a handful of them. Uh, I, I never watched it like a, like regularly back in the day, but I'd watch it if it was on. So like, I always thought it was pretty funny. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked the, these new episodes. They really haven't like missed their touch or anything. And yeah, I, like you said, I like uh, or like Justin said, it's really like kind of like gratifying to see them like ragging on all this stupid ass like shit. Yeah, like you know, like even I was like I had never seen any of Jersey Shore either, and I'm like I'm kind of like appalled. Like this is like entertainment, like you know, and then, like it's it's pretty great to see them like totally like call it out for what it is and stuff, and you know just. Make Make fun of these idiots, but I was gonna say I really liked the episode where uh, they like they went they just dis- di- uh, discovered that they can take as long a, a bathroom break as they want <laughs> at uh, like their yeah. work. So they were like they were just like spending their whole day in the bathroom, and like you know pe- the customers are all like backing up and they're like we're on yeah. our bathroom break you can't touch us. It yeah. it seems like a common element of like a lot of Beavis and Butthead episodes where they find some loophole and there's always like some like like I don't know like uh, Mike Judge seems to really love the character of like some kind of like you know like you know uh, really PC or really like super liberal like snot who's like you know you're infringing on these people's rights or something and like they is like they they totally missed the point. That like these two guys are like idiots and stuff, and you know it's, uh, you know they they kind of reap the benefits of that, but you know it's it's really funny ass stuff. Yeah, I, I think I like the uh, the episode where they they meet the protesters that are like you know you don't have to learn evolution, and then oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like you mean if something's too difficult for us we don't have to learn it, and they like they walk yeah. out on math class and everything. Like I thought that was awesome. I also liked uh, the episode where they they go for a test drive at that car lot. Oh like, yeah, where they're like trying to talk them yeah, down. And then, like the guys, like they think they're like geniuses and we're like really savvy, so they like try to do that like reverse psychology bit where like like the salesman's like, see that guy, you know, that's you know that's Ted. He like sells like twice as many cars as me. He's like so much better. And like Beavis and Butter are like, well, why the hell are we talking to you? Let's <laughs> talk to Ted. You know? The other thing, too, is I guess I haven't really watched a lot of uh, music television in a long time. Like I said, the, my heyday of watching MTV was kind of, you know, the early to, to mid-90s or whatever. And so seeing some of these music videos and seeing them, like, crack up. I mean, obviously some of them are a little older, but some of them that are, like, brand new. Like, there's this thing where I, I think that's why I said, you know, to Justin, if Beavis and Butthead thinks something's wrong, like, you know it's got to be fucked up. Because there was this one music video where they, they have the little kid walking around and there are all these zombies and weird shit going on. I don't remember what the song was or who the artist was or anything, but it was like, you could just tell 
hell, like, that wasn't, like, fake. Like, they just took a, you know, some somebody's child, you know, <laughs> and had him run through this, this set with all these guys dressed up as zombies. And, like, by the end of it, the baby was, like, crying. And Beavis and Butthead are like, where are this kid's parents? You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, dude, Beavis and Butthead are asking where the, you know, it's like, come on. Like, you know, this is horrible if Beavis and Butthead are asking where the kid's parents are. You know? I also really liked the episode where they thought they went back in time. And so they thought they could kill their teacher's grandparent. <laughs> yeah. And they ended up preventing him from, like, you know, hitting on that chick at the the back-in-time day, wherever they were at. Yeah, yeah, where they were good, like, at a renaissance fair or something like that, yeah. Because he's like, damn it, he's still alive. It reminds me of, like, the, the last couple episodes, like, where they, where they uh, do the whole abortion clinic thing and everything. And, like, you know... So they just come up and line up, and you know everybody's protesting, and they're like whores, fornicators, and they're just kind of like they're just kind of like whoa, like this place is awesome, <laughs> you know, like it's got whores, you know. And then when they go inside, you know they see like you know a male doctor, you know that's you know obviously performing the abortions, and then they're just kind of like, dude, this is like a you know a male. You know, it's like, it's gigolos. Like, it's not, like, chicks. Like, we gotta get out of here. Or I also like the episode where they, they see, like, the uh, Super Size Me documentary, and they, like, oh, think yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. get rich if they just keep eating it, like, McDonald's or, like, Taco Bell or whatever the, like, uh, equivalents were. Yeah, it's funny how, like, like the corporate guys, they just switch them over. You know, it's like they, they it's like they were eating it quote-unquote McDonald's, but then they just get them to start eating at Taco Bell instead because it takes the heat off them, you know. It's like, it's pretty funny how it's like, you know, I, I think a lot of that stuff is, is in, in some way it's timeless, but it's kind of on the pulse of, of, you know, what was going on, you know, or what has been going on. I just, I thought the whole, se- the whole season was really great, and I hope that they come back for 12 or 13 more episodes. Like I, Yeah, yeah, I would definitely enjoy that. We think it's a pretty decent, great series. Uh, lots of laughs, lots of funny kind of uh, sardonic humor and, and kind of contemporary, uh, lots of pot shots and, you know, kind of make fun of, of all different aspects of life and, uh, and, you know, social things that are going on in, in today's society. But we're going to move on to what I talked about before. And, uh, you know, this is something that you all may be interested in. I'm sure you all have your own the listeners out there all have their own, you know, favorite web-based series, something that they kind of get excited about that they like to tune into, you know, uh, you know, however often it's released. You know, maybe, maybe it's fan holes. I don't know. You know, maybe it's not. You know, maybe it's something else. But you know, we all have our own series that we kind of enjoy and everything like that. And so we just wanted to share those. You need to be responsible. Remember, if you don't act like a good little boy, Santa won't bring you any presents this year. Goku, stop that or I will deck you in the halls. Okay. He's just going to bring me books again. He brings you what you like. And what do you like? I like books. See? He brings you what you like. Well, what am I getting for Christmas? The same thing as last year, Goku. Oh, so that thing you do with your mouth? Not a friend of Gohan! I guess I'll just, uh, I'll start off with Mike, since I haven't started off with him, but, you know, I'm just kind of curious, like, what, what is something that's, like, one of your favorite uh, web series that you want to share with everybody? Well, it's fan holes. No. <laughs> of course! Is that terrible show? <laughs> Who were those masked men? No, it's, uh... I'm trying to think, uh, like, I like a bunch of stuff. Like, I follow, um, what's it called? Like, those Marvel, DC, like, I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC things. Those are always oh, pretty oh, yeah. funny. 
Like I, I, I admire what that guy can do with just like action figures and stuff, you know, just the way he films stuff. That's that's pretty clever. I like like Dragon Ball Z abridged. Like that's always hilarious. That's like yeah. definitely. I actually recommend that to people who have never seen Dragon Ball, just because it's like if you want a shorter and funnier way to watch it, well then watch this, you know. And the uh, Avengers Assemble, that that's another really funny, like, YouTube series, or online series, at least. It just, it's, it's, they they do a good job of uh, keeping, like, having a lot of in-jokes, but, like, being funny, like, all their own. So, we're excited to have another woman joining the champion. I'm looking forward to it. What's with the movers? Those guys? Lift with your legs, motherfucker. There's probably a lot of others, but I, I can't think of them right now. I didn't really, like, write anything down for this topic, so I just kind of went off the top no, of my no, head. It's, it's, it's good. You're, you're, you're talking from the heart, you know. You're, you're, it's what, what comes to mind the most. It's like, a, obviously, those are the ones that leave a lasting impression. I mean, I know I know. whenever I watch Dragon Ball Z Abridged, you know, I'm always laughing my ass off. There's always something really funny, you know, and, and it's definitely something where I guess, you know, I, I guess to me, I'm like, I'm always like, I have Air Hammer to thank because he always updates the uh, the Dragon Ball Z abridged thread on Bot Talk because then I know when a new episode is out and I, you know, I like to check it out when I get a chance. But yeah, that's something that I definitely look forward to talking to. I, I should, uh, I, well, I should say, like, I should give an honorable mention to Yu-Gi-Oh abridged because that's kind of where all that sprung from. That was yeah, like the yeah, original. Yeah abridged series i mean i haven't watched it in a long time but i still remember like the very first ones of that where it was still kind of like poorly edited and you know poorly like synced but it was still pretty funny because they just funny. like yeah they actually had like good writing and stuff so you know yug <laughs> yug <laughs> You. <laughs> I still love when like the the kid throws the cards off the the ship and Joey jumps in after them and he's like in the water and he's like must risk life for cards. <laughs> I've seen some of the Marvel. I'm a Marvel. I'm a DC stuff. Like you know, I assume they're gonna have a whole slew more of them now that they've got you know Dark Knight Rises and Avengers and Spider Man and all this kind of stuff to compete. But yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've watched uh, several of the. You know, I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC uh, ones, and and yeah, and obviously like you, I think Avengers Assembled is pretty, pretty cool. Justin, what about you, man? What's what's some of your favorite uh, web web series that you enjoy or look forward to? I'm going to mention two really quick, and then I'll get to my favorite one. Um, my two honorable mentions. The first one is Angry Video Game Nerd. I'd say you know most of our listening audience has watched at least one episode you know at some point it's been running for years and years and it it never ceases to crack me up like i just i just love his reviews and then all the other like special things he does with like you know having him giving himself powers and fighting a giant version of rob the little nes robot like stuff like that just cracks me up and like it's, it's really well done too you can see you can tell that like he puts a lot of time and energy into it and you know, he also takes the time to, like, give you, like, making ofs and outtakes and stuff, which I always like. My second honorable mention is called My Drunk Kitchen. And if you haven't uh, heard of this one, I think maybe Tony mentioned it once before. As it's, yeah, yeah, I remember you guys talked about this once before. Um, you can find it on YouTube under the, I think the username is MyHardo. And it's a pretty simple concept. Um just this chick gets uh, pretty wasted and tries to cook random things. You know, sometimes she tries to make 
uh, a taco or, you know, sometimes she'll try to make cookies or um, a quesadilla and sometimes it turns out pretty well and sometimes not so well, but it's always hilarious. Like she, she really cracks me up and like she even does like a little side things where she even like made her own little like, you know, kind of like a silly uh, you know, over-the-top MTV like video that I, I thought was pretty good. But my favorite one, which has been the one that I always look forward to, like I look forward to watching every episode, is maybe you guys have heard of this one. It's called History of Comics on Film. Thanks, Justin. Oh. And this no, this is not to like you know kiss Derek's butt or anything, but I've always enjoyed uh, History of Comics on Film. Like I I can remember being on dial-up, and you know I've I've only recently had like high-speed the last like maybe two three years, but I can remember. The Stone Age days of like being on dial-up and you know Derek posting like, hey, the latest episode of HOCOF is up and it's you know, Filmation Hawkman or the Atom, and I would like hit play and then leave the computer for about two or three hours. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> and hours. But uh, but yeah, like I I really dig uh, HOCOF and if you if you out there in the audience have never watched it. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. You, you can't see, but Derek is slowly pressing a $10 bill into Justin's <laughs> hand. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, thanks. Thanks a lot. That means a lot to me. Hey, good job. No, I, um, I, I would definitely agree with that as well. Yeah. Yeah, though, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I figured like, you know, we're, we're a web show, so obviously we're going to promote ourselves. And I know, I know sometimes Tony likes to mention other web shows and he's like, oh my God, it's like a faux pas. We're a web show, you know, telling other people that a web show is awesome. But I mean, if you enjoy something, you know, it's, it's good to let people know, you know, that you, you dig the stuff. And I'm, I'm always happy with people that, you know, have nice things to say, whether it's about fan holes or history of comics on film. Cause you know, we try to put a lot of work into them and, and, and make sure that everybody's entertained. And, you know, hopefully that there's, you know, a kind of community out there that, that, you know, knows, you know, has a background in what we're talking about and, you know, appreciates that kind of thing. And so hopefully, you know, people are entertained and they like it. That, that's um, one of the key phrases you said, knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we <laughs> like that. Does the research. <laughs> Does it just read from Wikipedia? I don't yeah, yeah, read Nick Fury comics, but Wikipedia says... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about, but he's he's pretty awesome. You're doing great, by the way. He used to be a cameraman for GCN. Ah. A professional, finally. I I've got a couple things uh that that I really like that nobody's mentioned yet. I know I, I sent you guys a link to this a little while ago, and I guess I discovered it because I was working on a history of comics on film video. I, you know, I was doing the latest video for you know the Japanese, the Toei Spider-Man series, and you know, in in doing that, I sort of researched and I was reading a lot of Shogun Warrior comic books and everything. And through that, um, I found and discovered, you know, not not like it hadn't been around for years and years and years, but I had never seen it. So I discovered it just recently, but it's been around for a while, um, and it's called the Swasscast. 
And they, they did a whole show on Shogun Warriors, and I guess they invited a collector over who had his whole collection and everything. And I, you know, just in researching, I was very caught up in just watching that video. But I like their format, and it's kind of like a video-type podcast, you know, very similar to Fan Holes, where they discuss different topics and everything like that. And it seems like a, a bunch of fun guys that, that really, you know, they get along and they, they like talking about different things. You know, a lot of the focus is on comics, and I guess, you know, being a comics fan, you know, whether I agree with the you know the 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 commentators or not you know it's always interesting to see you know what what somebody's opinion is on their favorite crossover or favorite villains or you know the kind of topics that we like to do too so you know even if even if you're not a superman fanboy like me you might be amused to hear me go into a tirade about why i like superman and in the same sense you know some of the guys on that show you know i could tell there's like hulk fanboys you know they you know the one guy you know who really really likes the hulk you know so it's like you know i'm still kind of amused when he you know, he goes into, you know, his, his love of the Hulk and everything like that, whether I'm, you know, whether I'm the world's biggest Hulk fanboy or not, it doesn't really matter, but I'm kind of entertained by watching those various shows. Um, and then for, I guess, some honorable mentions and everything, I, I just wanted to mention another uh, podcast that I've been on before, which is Thoom. You are listening to Thoom. The Retro Comic Book Show. And I guess Thum's gone on hiatus for a little bit. I was talking to him uh, a couple days ago and everything. But he, he definitely isn't gone for good. And uh, when he starts doing uh, his, his new show and new podcasts, I, I'll let you guys know. But I, I always enjoy listening to him, you know, kind of in the same realm. It's like I might not always, you know, see eye to eye with everything that, that he has to say or his opinions on comics or everything. But he always reviews some interesting stuff, and it's always it's always a different take on things. And so that in that sense, you know, I enjoy listening to the, the podcasts and everything. And especially because it's not a about, you know, I guess, popularized comics that, that quote-unquote, everybody thinks is bad or, you know, that kind of thing. It's like he, he's reviewing, you know, older comics. You know, he calls it the retro comic show. And so there's there's comic books that you, you may have never heard of before, you know. So sometimes I enjoy that, too, that aspect of learning something new, you know, where you're going, oh, geez, you know what, I've never read uh, The Boys before, you know, maybe I should check that out, or I've never read Scout before, you know, and it might be kind of weird listening to a re uh, review of a comic book before you've read it, but, you know, sometimes in some sense, you know, in those things, that's why they had publications like Wizard and all that back in the day, you know, so you could kind of get exposed to, to things before you try them out and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate both those shows, uh, you know, just to agree with Justin, like, as far as Angry video game nerd goes more the 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 you know monster madness stuff but to me that he was a big inspiration in the sense of why i did you know history of comics on film so definitely you know james rolfe is a is a huge uh, inspiration to me you know like personally and in my work and everything like that and then along those lines i'd also say uh you know heisu uh otaku you know, who, who does like a lot of the anime reviews and everything like the, her kind of editing style and the way she kind of makes videos too. I, I, I has always spoken to me. And so I've tried to incorporate aspects of, you know, various people's styles over the years that I, I think work really well. And so, so, you know, hopefully that comes across in the, you know, the newer videos that I make and everything. And then I guess before we kind of wrap up the whole, uh, you know, favorite web shows, even though Tony's not here, 
and I, I, I don't think Justin's seen this at all, but I know Mike has, and so I just want to bring it up, though. Even though Tony's not here, you know, uh, just, just in solidarity and honor of, I know Tony would have wanted us to talk about this, was the web series called The Joker Blogs. Where are we going? It's a surprise. Is, is it going to be dangerous? Probably. Can, can I have a gun? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yep, don't see why not. Not at all. Hang on. It's fine. Let's give the degenerate with the death wish a gun. So, if you haven't heard of this, uh, it's a web series, kind of, it's supposed to be set in the Nolan Batman universe, where basically, you know, the Joker has been locked up at the end of The Dark Knight, and so you're getting to see personal tapes, uh, you know, evaluation, you know, psychiatry tapes of the Joker at Arkham Asylum. And, uh, you know, so you basically through that, you know, it, it's kind of a, a, you know, Blair Witchian type, you know, project where, you know, for some stupid fucking reason, there's always an asshole with a camera while the story's <laughs> going on, you know, and, and running around and stuff like that. Now, I know Tony kinda, really Kind of like a clo- it's got Cloverfield syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know, I know Tony really, really enjoyed this. So so I'm just speaking for him, you know, that, that he really enjoyed it. I, you know, I could understand, you know, being engrossed with the series. I mean, it is engrossing. You know, you do kind of want to learn and find out what happened next. I mean, my personal experience was I, I watched one episode because he recommended it. I didn't touch it for like another couple months. You know, I was just kind of like, whatever. But, um, uh, you know, eventually, like, I was kind of bored on uh, on some train rides and stuff like that. And so, you know, I just kind of watched it on my phone, you know, um, you know, just on a train ride home, you know, because it was like, ah, it was a couple minutes and, you know, it didn't take anything out. It was, you know, a time killer while I was riding a train, you know, home or to work or something like that. It's, you know, I, I, you, I guess you got to give props to the guy playing the Joker. And, you know, they, they definitely had a lot of production value added, especially towards the end where, you know, the Joker gets on the loose and starts causing havoc and stuff. You know, there's a couple scenes where they, they have, like, lots of machine gun fire and, you know, good good locations and everything, and they've got some cop cars and different things like that. So i got to admit, like, even despite having the Cloverfield Syndrome, you know, there are some aspects where the production value for being, a, you know, a low-budget web series was, was really high and everything this, like that. This maniac is stabbing me, yet I must film on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there, but there is that aspect to it where, like, it's it's always tough for me to be like, why are you still there? Like, it's like, oh my god, he's going up the stairs. Well, shouldn't we drive away? No, I can't, because my wife's strapped to a bomb, you know, or whatever the, you know, excuse is and stuff like that. So, it, that that aspect to it was always funny to me. And then, and then kind of the, dare I insult Smallville, but the Smallvillian, you know, like, like, sort of, fan wink to everybody, like, where it's like, okay, Harleen, like, what's going on? Well, Pamela, and I'm just kind of like, Poison Ivy is her best, you know, her, her maid of honor before she becomes a supervillain, and I don't know, there's, like, like goofy-ass stuff like that, where, like, Hugo Strange is one of the attending physicians at Arkham. <laughs> it's like, at, well, I like how everyone's at that wedding. It's like Hugo Strange, like, uh, what do you call, uh, Tommy Elliot, and then, yeah. like, a bunch, it's like all, all the, like, everyone from, like, any Gotham is, like, uh, like, Selena Kyle was there, and, like, it's like everyone who's important was there. 
you know, it was kind of like there, there are lots of huge winks to the audience, you know, where you're just kind of like, all right, dude, I get it. You're, you're like winking so close to me, like you're winking and your eyelashes are touching my nose. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, you know, like kind of thing. Right? It's like, all right, move your face away. You're violating my personal space. You know, like that's how that's how close the wink was. I know, I know Tony, like, completely appreciated this. So, like, you know, if, if you like some of Tony's recommendations in the past, you know, I just felt it was a good idea to bring it up. And, you know, even if maybe you're just curious or something, you know, it's, it's entertaining. I mean, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from it. You know, like, for me, though, it's like one of those things where I guess – uh, a, you know, a good friend of mine, you know, uh, you know, who, who the one I watched the, you know, DBZ with where it's like, you know, uh, you know, the five minute fight that went on for, you know, 40 episodes or whatever, you know, is Frieza dead yet, you know, and everything. And he, he missed the episode where Frieza died and all that stuff. So, you know, he was always the kind of guy who was always imparting to me, you know, he's kind of saying, you know, Harley Quinn's not so great, you know, like he, she kind of waters down the Joker, you know. And, you know, honestly, like, I was kind of like Tony maybe back in the day because I was like, <gasps> like, how could you say that? You know, I was the kind of guy who, you know, bought all 36 issues of the Harley Quinn ongoing series and thought, no, 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 you're exaggerating. She's not that bad. She doesn't water down the Joker that much and that kind of thing. But I, I think, you know, like, by now I've kind of gotten to that point where I kind of agree with them, you know. And then, and, and like, I guess the two things that kind of set me over was, you know, reading Batman R.I.P., where, to me, it seemed like they were really leaning towards the Joker killing her off, and then it seemed like they pussied out of that, you know, where it was like, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, what's the punchline? The punchline is I'm going to kill Harley Quinn. Do you know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's a great punchline, especially for this storyline, and then they didn't do it. You know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. To me, I was like, that's just weak sauce. Like, that's just catering to all these people that like the character. And I was just kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Then I guess I watched this web series. And what's funny is at first, you know, there's a couple different interviews and everything. But then all of a sudden, it's like, who's the attending physician but Harlene Quinzel? And I just kind of went, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then and then she goes to the wedding and all this other stuff. And then just like, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the uh, R.I.P. storyline... You know, she shoots the Joker in the arm, you know, and it's just kind of like one of these things where you're like, oh, man, like, not only does he get watered down, but he gets, like, bitch slapped by this character, you know, and you're just kind of like, by that point, I was kind of like, you know, the she does kind of, you know, like, in that sense, it's like, literally, like, not this, not only is she watering down the Joker, but she's, like, shooting him in the arm and, you know, basically punking him and everything. And so I guess that aspect of the web series that was, you know, winked and carried over, like I just kind of, you know, had enough of that kind of, you know, I guess take on, on the character where I'm just kind of like, you know, it, it, she wasn't bad for a couple episodes and everything like that. But, you know, sometimes it's like, wait, what? Harley Quinn's going to be in every, you know, like every comic and every episode. And like, she's always going to be there. And you're just like, Jesus. Anyway, that's just me, and you can feel free to gasp in horror and say I'm crazy, but that's that's my latest thoughts on the matter. You do not get to do that. Go ahead, do it. Am I the only thing you have left to hold on to? He didn't want to go through with that wedding anyway. Why else would you have gotten so close to me? What did you think was going to happen? 
an obsessed patient like me breaks out, and you still go ahead with the wedding. If that's not an invitation, I don't know what is. Were you just trying to make me jealous? Hmm? Am I detecting a, a pattern emerging? Hmm? Uh, a method to the madness? You practically pulled that trigger yourself. I understand. You had to make it look convincing. You know what to say about payback, right? It's a bitch, buddy. I just wanted to add one more thing. Add another series that we reference a lot on fan holes is uh, I love, and I think you guys will agree. I love uh, red letter media's like uh, oh, yeah, media yeah, reviews yeah. and stuff like uh, Harry Plinkett, the character, and uh, are, yeah, those are great. We make we we do his voice a lot, you know, to just yeah, make yeah. fun of stuff. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Like, yeah, definitely. I love all his uh, his reviews on stuff. Definitely. Talk to you, Rick Berman. <laughs> Fuck you, Harley Quinn. You know, like, yeah, I, I I love all that stuff. You know. I'll just add that I refuse to watch the Joker blogs out of spite. Yeah, he he Justin refused. He didn't listen to Tony at all. I, I, like, watched one episode and kind of forgot about it and then just said, ah, fuck it, I'll watch the rest of them because I ain't, you know, I didn't have anything better to do on the train. But, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, whatever. You Check it out if you want. I only watched them because Tony had my wife hooked to a bomb. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's that's why I watched them. So, I guess, I guess that kind of wraps up our show. You know, we kind of let you know uh, what some of our favorite web series were and also, you know, about the revival for Beavis and Butthead on TV. And, you know, also we did the uh, favorite superhero costume and worst superhero costumes. But, of course, we always like to go into this at the end of every week. We like to cover, you know, what's awesome in our world this week. So uh, we'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, kind of get through that real quick, hopefully. For me, it's going to be kind of simple. The last, I guess it's been on for a couple weeks now. Maybe by the time this airs, it'll be wrapped up or on Blu-ray or what have you. But uh, I've been watching the, a new show on, on Stars that kind of followed after Spartacus Vengeance. It's called Magic City. And uh, it's basically uh, about, the you know, a hotel in Florida. And it's got a lot of, you know, different... Things going on there, lots of drama, lots of, you know, mob type stuff. And so it's, you know, it's a pretty interesting story. It's got a lot of cool old cars, a lot of pretty girls, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and a, a lot of sort of, you know, basic kind of, you know, intrigue and suspense and kind of, you know, crime type stuff. And so uh, if you dig any of that kind of stuff, you know, I think you'd probably like it. It's got, who's the guy from Watchmen again that's in Supernatural? Jeffrey What's Dean Morgan. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is, is the lead in that. Uh, so if you like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, maybe you'd want to check out Magic City. And so, yeah, so that, that's, that's basically my awesome thing for the week. So what about, what about you guys, Mike? What's your, what's your awesome thing? Well, it's going to have to be The Avengers, which just came out. But by the time this show comes out, it'll probably have might even have left the theaters by that time. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was exactly 
what I had hoped for, and, you know, it was a great movie, not just a great superhero movie, but it was just entertaining on all levels. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Joss Whedon can, you know, take all my money, pretty much. You know, he's uh, proven he's got a handle on this franchise, and, you know, I, I hope he can do the sequel or whatever else they want him to do. Yeah, I, I, I watched it uh, this morning myself, so I enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, maybe the all the whole conglomerate, the whole continuum of the fan holes can, uh, you know, give more in-depth details on what our thoughts were on the movie maybe later on, you know, hopefully once everybody's seen it and once we get the whole uh, the whole gang back together. So hopefully look forward to that in, in maybe a future show. But how about you, Justin? What's, uh, what's something awesome in your world this week? I've been listening to the new Nora Jones CD. It's called Little Broken Hearts. And uh, I really like her music. I always have ever since her first you know, debut album. Uh, I have you know odd tastes in music. I can go from you know, listening to her to Metallica to you know Beatles and anything in between. But it's a really good CD. Um, it's if you're familiar with her music, it's not as uh, bluesy or as jazzy as some of her other CDs, but it's still really good. And, and if you enjoy her music, I would highly recommend it. Cool. All right. Well, hopefully uh, everybody's got something to check out. We got a TV show, uh, a new film, uh, which probably will be not so new by the time <laughs> you hear this. And same thing with the TV show. But you know, that's that's the price of doing all this stuff in, uh, in advance. And then also, uh, you know, some new music to check out. So uh, if you if you think you'd like any of those things, you know, we'll we'll try to put them on the spindle down there for you to check them out if you want to maybe get something or not, or you know, just see what it's all about. And uh, I guess that kind of wraps everything up for this week, just signing off. You know, just make sure, you know, if you want to send any angry emails or happy emails or drunk kitchen emails or, you know, maybe maybe you are on a webcast and you're, you, you're, you think it's totally awesome that we like you, you can send us some happy emails. And, you know, if, if you guys have other webcasts and, and web shows and, you know, stuff that you like or maybe you have some superhero costumes that you think are atrocious, you know, go ahead and send us what you think at uh, fanholespodcast at gmail.com. Just keep in mind, we've got a Facebook, a Twitter, you know, we've got uh, the blog spot. If you've got a Google account, you can follow us on there. So yeah, uh, until the next time, uh, this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Hey, it's Mike Thunderwing, and this calls for a detailed analysis. This is Justin Grimlock, and I have the capacity for great rage. Peace! I like a fine layer of powdered bleach on my pizza too, but yeah, mm. yeah it is it is tasty, but sometimes you got to draw the line. But sometimes I got to go to you know poison control after I eat it. You know. <laughs> That's why that number is on the back of the bottle. Tommy, do you have hooks in your mouth? <laughs> Did Pinhead get you? He's, He's being like, reeled in right now. That'd be funny. I got this image of Pinhead like with the door opening with a box of pizza. Your pizza.